Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. So today we're going to talk about something that actually has the potential to be, uh, I don't want to say dark or whatever, but sort of have a a little bit of negativity to it. At the same time, uh, the opposite, have some light and like brightness to it. Uh, and so it, let's just get right into it because this was your idea. And what I would like to do is talk about the fact that we are diving into something we mentioned many, many podcasts yeah. ago. Yeah, just a one-liner in an early podcast. And then we figured, you know what? What if we dive in? What if we expand on that a little bit more? Yeah. And then I want to actually share some of my like experiences with it because, like you said, it can become a bit dark. If and you, we, we try to, yeah, we try to keep these podcasts as light as possible yeah, yeah. because, you know, we want to be uplifting. We don't want people to walk away feeling bad. Of course. But oh, I don't care about people. I just like to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is one that I think that even talking about something that can be a negative thing, you know, as long as we can, like, help each other through it, you know, there is a positive outcome, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it. This is episode, what are we? What is it? Episode 50, 54, 54, 50, 54. 54. Yeah. That's right. Evan and Caitlin was 53. Yeah. Which Hot Ones be, was our 52. That was yes. the year Evan and Caitlin last week, which is an amazing podcast interview with them. Yeah. If they got, if you guys haven't heard it, seen it, uh, definitely check that out. But yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, we're it's on 54 it's, now. It's, That's amazing. 54. So we're talking about yeah. the thief of joy. Yeah, it was a, it was a quote by uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, which every time I think of Teddy Roosevelt, I picture Robin Williams from the movie, the oh, night at the museum. Yeah, yeah. RIP. Um, but yeah, so he said, comparison is the thief of joy. And I actually think it was, mumbo that i first heard that quote from uh i think he was maybe making a video and and he was talking about some of his struggles with um you know as a creator we tend to compare ourselves to other creators and at times it can be uh you know depending on on who you're comparing yourself to it can it can be really like daunting on you to be like uh look at somebody that you feel like you're like in a peer group with or, or you're comparable with and then be like but they're doing something better than me you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, they're doing something better than me because their numbers are showing this, right? And you start to wonder, well, okay, if they're doing something better than me, then that means I'm not doing something correct. I, I'm i wrong. I'm doing something wrong. What do I need to fix? And you just go down this, like, negative spiral, you know, as you start to, to, to think about it. And it's hard to get out of. And it's one that, like, we talked about it. And we said, you know, comparisons to Thief of Joy, don't do that. It was great advice. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Here I am you know, almost a year later and I'm still catching myself and you're still calling me out as I do it continually and I just can't stop. And so that's why I thought we should talk about it because I got a feeling I'm not alone in that. And yeah. it's, and it's not just in the creator <clears throat> space. Exactly. Right. That's where I was going to go with that is that this is the, the original phrase, if you will, is the grass is greener on the other side, right? We, this is something that humans have been aware of for a long time. I don't think like comparison, while it is sort of the thief of joy, I, there's a lot of merit in learning from others. There's nothing wrong with watching what somebody else is right. doing <clears throat> and liking what you're seeing and getting some lessons from that. I think that's good. I think that's wise, to be honest. But you have to sort of do it in this balanced fashion where you you can't lose sight of uh, the things that, that you have. Because what ends up happening when you do that and you fixate on these things that uh, who you're watching has that you don't have, you end up becoming completely blind to the things that you do have. And yeah. that's very, very, very bad. And that's a, there's no, everybody loses in that scenario. And like, this is a, not to mention things aren't always what they seem like. That's one of the things to yeah. think about as well. 
we uh i would obviously not in a million years say names but my 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 wife and i knew a couple who was always always vacationing like very very wealthy always vacationing and there's a reason there's reason there to look at that scenario and be like how come like we don't have that type of bandwidth mm -hmm. and that that level of money i mean we both work very very hard we're very competent and then it got to a point where it's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to play in that ground. But you, then I learned over time, the vacations were a distraction to the fact that their marriage was a mess. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was to the point to, I mean, like, I, I mean, it, the very, I'm just going to say very, very bad. And I'm not going to talk about it, but it was very, very bad. And I remember thinking, well, they probably look at us and they're very envious. And I don't know, I don't want people to be envious, but I realized not only is the grass always greener on the other side, but think of that sentence. As soon as you hop on the other side, there's something about the side you just came from where the grass is greener. Yeah. You know, so to that, to that end, it is really best. I mean, yes, study those who you admire, but be, be keen, be keen on it. It's, it's tough not to cross that line between studying and becoming envious. Yes. Right. And, and envy is where it starts to get dark, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's where, you start to desire something somebody else has, and then you feel lesser because of that. Yep. Right. Where, you know, and a lot of it starts for me as that research, it's like, um, you know, Oh, I, I want to see why a fellow YouTuber like just gained, you know, hundred thousand subs overnight. What did they do? And I'll go and I'll look and then I'll be like, Oh, I feel like that's something I should be doing, you know, like why, or I am doing, and then I didn't get a hundred thousand subscribers when I did the exact same thing. You start to do that comparison yeah, thing yeah. and it's like, well, maybe I, maybe yeah. I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I suck at what, what, at being a content creator and they, they're more likable, you know, or, or they're just more charismatic or whatever. Yeah. And it, then you start to get in that negative headspace and start self-doubting, start putting yourself down and all those kind of things. And then it's like a, it's a snowball, like, because then when you go to make your next video, you have all this doubt in your head that you're even good at what you're doing and yeah. it comes out. Yep. It comes out in what you're doing. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this because I feel like if you and I chat a little bit, we can unlock something and kind of figure out how to get out of that that snowball, that downward spiral. And then if we can figure that out, if we at least have some kind of nuggets of advice, then this becomes certainly a positive topic to, to talk about, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's start with this morning. So I, I come over. This is your this is your guest house, and this is where you have your studio. And we've, we've talked about this place many times, and it's it's beautiful and it's peaceful and all that. And um, <clears throat> I come over this morning, and you uh, you were off getting a haircut or something. And I yeah, what do you think? I think it looks. Wife great. did a great job. Yeah. It looks good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, look this way for a second. That did she miss a hair? No, she she can do that too. That's <laughs> there's a, that. <laughs> there's like a light coming through a door behind me. And it's just like blasting the side of my face. So I just like <laughs> yeah, that's all everybody can see is the, the, the freshly shaved sides of uh, my head now so does she do like like the comb and then do the razor yeah. over the yeah comb? yeah she gets the, the little yeah the the clippers out and yeah, she good. has a little comb and and she <laughs> she sprayed me with so much water i felt like i just took a shower she just drenched <laughs> down like running down my face the entire time when she's upset at you she give you a little extra yeah. the eyeballs and stuff <laughs> anyways um so i come over and i i'm this is a, a work day for me so we've been through this before usually we record this podcast on the weekend um, again, something else has come up. And so now I've got to do this in the middle of the week, which means I'm juggling this. And so I, I step away from work for an hour. We record and I go back to work, all that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so this is one of those days. So I'm like, listen, I'm going to be over really early in the morning. I'm actually going to take my first meetings from your studio while you're setting up or while you're getting your haircut or whatever. So I come over, you're not in here. I'm not, oh, I'm almost never in this building without you in it. Right. You know what I mean? 
And so I was in here and uh, the, the meeting, the first meeting was very short and, and I was, it just, something happened where it got cut really short. So it gave me some time back and that was good. So I started to set up a little bit and I decided to have this like calmness, weirdness wash over me. So I just stopped and I took a step back into your kitchen and I just was like the, you know, Dave Matthews was playing <laughs> on Alexa and I'm just in this, this, this world where I was like, this is overwhelmingly peaceful. Like I literally felt like I was on a cruise when I was in here. And it is because I have a very different scenario. You know what I mean? I might, where I do my work, whether yeah. it's my actual work or whether it's the content creation stuff, there's a whole lot of chaos. There's a lot of animals, you know, and that's, <clears throat> I love all of them, but it's just not the same level of peace and calmness. It just doesn't, it's just not there right now. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this environment. I'm looking at how like clean it is. There's not dog hair everywhere. There's not shoot up <laughs> toys. Uh, I, it's your couch has the stuffing on the inside. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking this is this, the old me, because I want to be very clear here. When I talk about the fact that thief of comparison, uh, affects you more than it does others and, it, and more than it affects me. That's because I know what it is. And I'm, I once was that way and I'm not, I'm not suggesting I'm not that way at all. I'm so what I am suggesting is that I've made a very deliberate turn and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how. So I made a very deliberate turn. The old me would have looked at this situation and said, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? How, how can I be this old, work this hard, have accomplished as much as I have? And having something like this is such a far stretch for me. This is horseshit. Like this is what the old, this right. is what would have happened in, in the old me. And it would have consumed me. And then I would have made all these excuses on how you, this, this happened upon you and all this. And dude, I surrendered that a long time ago. And instead... I just looked around and I was like, yeah, I can have, I can, I can have this. I will have this. But what I want to do is what is it about this that I like and what do, what do I need? What do I not need? Like, let's learn. Yeah. So it's kind of not fair to you. You know what I mean? Cause you, <laughs> there's probably after you've gone through all of this and made this world for yourself, I'm willing to bet you would pay almost anything to go over and go back and start over because yeah. of all the things you've learned. I get to learn them for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I win you losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was not in as bad of a situation like with my last studio as, as you have like in your house as far as like having all the distractions and dogs tearing the place up and stuff like that. But I was like in a little tiny yes. closet, remember? Yes. Uh, and and I was feeling a little bit claustrophobic in there. And then because it was like in the center of the house, that meant that like any time my wife or a kid walked past my yep. door, they were like, and you, hey, what you yep. doing? And I'm and like, you did it for years. Trying to make videos. Yeah. All good. <laughs> You're on camera. Say hi. No. Um, so it was it was obviously, you know, uh, great to to be able to do this and get out here. But at the same time, now I've been in here a year and I still haven't made the uh, studio tour video. It's it's yeah, it's been just yeah, about a year. We started the podcast yeah. as soon as it was. Well, yeah, wow. exactly. So it's been a year. Um, and uh, here I am kind of like losing sight of all that. Right. Like that's the that's the problem is like once you're in that space, it becomes normalized. Right. Mm -hmm. And you just are just like, OK, yeah, this is this is it. And then, oh, what's next? You know, and because that's how I always have been. And so you just kind of like forget what you have. Like you said, when when you start to do the comparison, sometimes you can like lose sight of what you have. And then because you're you're looking to see what other people have. And so, yeah, it's a good reminder to just like have that thought process like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. You know, sometimes yeah. it takes a reminder. Like, yeah. Like, man, you were in here and it was quiet. And that's something I absolutely take for granted. Yeah. You know, just quiet. Like, that's all 
That's all you need. Well, that's what's interesting <laughs> is that quiet at my house is actually unsettling. And because mm. then I'm like, what's, what's, what's going on down there? You know what I mean? So there's been times like where there's always going to be some noise or the dogs are always, they're playing. And when they play, they wrestle and it's super cute. I, this sounds, I'm not complaining. I love my animals, but I'll be upstairs and I can hear them downstairs. Just like, you know, doing that whole thing all day long, all day long. And then all of a sudden there'll be this long, peaceful quiet. And I'm upstairs and I'm like, I got to get down there right now. Quiet has become unsettling. Wow. You know what I mean? So I go downstairs and <clears throat> I would honestly, 90% of the time it's fine. But that 10% of the time I'm like, and eh, look what you destroyed. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause they just, they're destroying something and they got really quiet about it, you know? So, <laughs> so quiet has, they the know they're being bad. Yeah. yeah. They're being naughty, but they're great though. <laughs> um, all right. So now let's, so what, what steps can you make? Cause I, I, I feel here's what I want to, I want the audience to um, relate to this topic through you. Yeah. And I say that I, again, I want to be very clear. It's not like I'd never experienced to have the, the, the sensation of having my joy zapped because of something I'm comparing myself to. It does happen. It does happen, but I've gotten much, much better over the years, substantially better. And you're not getting better. You're arguably getting worse because what's happening is the more success you're seeing, you're becoming in closer and closer proximity with people who are very successful. Right. So now it's giving you a whole new platform of people to uh, put into your, your view and say, now that's the next person who I would like to overcome or be better than, or be as good as, or whatever. And it's, and it's becoming even more brutal because you're arguably being comparing yourself now to the even more substantial. So if you are going to make this shift, what is it that, what, what can impulse do? What can impulse do to actually start deliberately making this change? Because, because you're never going to be happy. Yeah. I think the first step is to, to understand like when you start to step into that space, that, that comparison space where you're starting to feel your joy being robbed from you. Right. And where you're starting to have those kind of jealousy, envy thoughts, try to catch it early because it does spiral. It does snowball. So like the reason this even came up was because the other day I was, I was going on a little rant about how come so-and-so's doing so great and I'm not right. Mm -hmm. And, and I was and and you're like, you, you were basically like, why don't you just be happy for them? And I was like, I am like, I'm very happy for them. I'm mad that I'm not where they're at. It's different. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. It, so like I was, yeah. And so that, that's where it was like, okay, so obviously I'm in a negative space and I shouldn't be because right now you're, you're kind of, you're kind of giving that to me. You're telling me like, dude, come on like chill like you're you're good you know yeah. why are you so upset that you're not better than good you know what i mean and so i had to like step back a little bit and be like oh you're right um i absolutely still continue to do this to this day <clears throat> you didn't listen to mm -hmm. our advice from episode whatever it was and um you know so so then it was like okay cool now that i've been kind of called out and i'm able to be more aware i need to like start to call myself out you know i think that's the next step is to uh, realize when you go from research mode to MV mode yes, and, there you and go. catch that like right then, <clears throat> like, and then, and then maybe it's also important to have that, those moments of gratitude, you know, like, like you mentioned, like you forget that you're doing well yourself or that you're in a good space when you start to get envious of what other people have just in that moment when I realize, Oh no, I'm doing it again. Be like, well, let's see what's good about my life right now, yeah. you know, and start thinking about, that, you know, it's like, okay, oh man, my second or my first channel is doing horrible. 
my second one's doing amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Evan and Caitlin talked about this in, in our podcast last week. Mm-hmm. They, they said, you know, oh, we don't dwell too much on, because we asked them, how do you handle the, the down, you know, when it goes down and stuff? And, and, uh, and that's what they said. Well, every time one thing goes down, another one goes up, feels like. So they're yeah. always good. And so that's something you can do as a mechanism in your own life, I think, is, okay, so maybe, you know, maybe your kid got sick this week, but they're, they're not going to die. You know what I mean? Like they're going to come out on the other side and and they're going to be just fine. Or, or, you know, maybe your kid's going off to college and that's sad that, that they're, they're leaving your house, but guess what? They're going to go and become their own person and be successful. And, and you're going to be so proud as they do that. You know what I mean? Like, so you got to find like the, the, the balance. You're correct. And, and like, let's take that example right there. So it's just a couple of weeks away before I got to go back to New York and move. Three days in. for me. And it's three days for three you. Three days for me. My yeah. kid goes off to college. Yep. And and I got to go move her back to New York. And that's obviously this hard for, on me every year. But there's a certain degree of uh, joy in this one is while I was I've always been proud of her. Year one, there was almost no joy for me. And I'm and I'm be very forthcoming with you. There was almost no joy in it. It was just like, I, it was just drove me nuts. I hated it so much to have my little girl so far away. Mm-hmm. Well, now she's going to be a junior. Like this is starting to become an old hat, you know, and, and I'm used to it. And, uh, so part of me is like, of course I'm sad. Of course I'm sad, but this is, I'm happy because this pales in comparison to the pain I felt two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was so brutal. You know what I mean? And now it's just like, yeah, this sucks. I hate it when she leaves. I hate it. You know what I mean? And, but it's just going to do her thing. And, and I've already seen this movie. We FaceTime a lot and I get her caught up on stuff. She catches me up on stuff. We send her care packages, which is care packages are, if you have a child going to college, dude, care packages are the best. This is one of our, was one of our favorite things to do is, is hmm. my, is my wife is great at this, by the way. Uh, she gets very familiar with what my daughter's roommates like. So we send a care package to the whole house, wow. you know, the, in the, well, the dorm, but now it's going to be like a yeah. house and we send a care package. And so we know who likes, Oreos. We know who <laughs> who likes, you know, Cheez-Its and who needs this and who needs that. And it's, it's, uh, it's become this, it's a distraction. I get it, but it, but it's a, it's a, a lovely distraction. And so now I'm like, you know what, this is, this is going to be painful, but it used to be so much worse. And I'm just, I'm very grateful, you know what I mean? And not to mention that first year was very bad for my daughter. Like she wasn't sure she wanted to be there. I mean, that's a big change yeah. to move across the nation, you know, and she wasn't sure she wanted to be there. And she is such a different person now. I mean, all that pain and discomfort has just, she was strong going in and now she's bulletproof. She's thriving. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's, that's awesome. I mean, but yeah. So what you did in that little story was like, you actually compared yourself to yourself. I did. I did. You compared your now you to your you from two years ago. That was super stressed. I remember, like, I remember you telling me that you wanted to stream more together to get your mind off yep. of it. That's how like it, much it was affecting you. Yep. And now I haven't heard you say much about the fact that no. until now that she's going back, you know, and which it, by the way, I never thanked you for that because you delivered too. I, <laughs> my, my exact words were, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to need you on this. And yeah. you're like, what do you need? And we did it. Yeah. You know what I mean, you distracted well, you're, me. You're welcome. I'm glad you got through that. Yeah, it was good. I'm not going through as much as the same thing because my son's just going to be like 30 minutes away at ASU yeah. and he's coming home like every week. I talked to him last night and he's like, I'm going to come home every Friday night and leave every Sunday night. So I'm going to see him two days out of the week. Yeah. So I was like, should we send him care, a care package as a joke? Like in the middle of the week, you know, <laughs> put a care gonna, package in yeah, his when room. He's, when he's going to be home. So it's still a big change though. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You're still going to, 
Um, well, I, I would say you're going to notice how much quieter it is, but he's already he's super quiet, super yeah. quiet, but it doesn't matter. Let me put it this way. You're going to, when you walk by his room and he's not in there, yeah, it's gonna, you're going to feel that. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. and it's, it's, uh, it sucks. It has been interesting <laughs> to see too. We're getting way off subject, but it's fun to talk about yeah. uh, is a change in him as he started to realize that he was leaving the nest uh, suddenly we were seeing him a lot more, him coming out and having conversations with us a lot more uh-huh. than he had in like the previous four years or whatever. Like once he was in high school, it was like, didn't want to talk to us in, in his room, you know, all the time, play video yeah. games and stuff. But um, now all of a sudden he's just like out all the time, like wanting to spend every last bit of time he has with us before he, he kind of goes. Yeah. So it's been, it's been kind of a fun change. But So let's talk about, I think that you could be the number one advocate for how bad it can go. I'm not trying to make it into a, I can actually, we can find a way to make the badness a funny thing, but uh, how bad it can go if you refuse to turn this dial, right? So you, right. you are, you, you, it sounds like you want to make a deliberate change. It Absolutely. Like. I mean, because the thief of joy is a real thing. Like it's literally taking away any potential joy I could have doing what I'm doing and being where I'm at, which is, is got to sound completely mm-hmm. asinine from the outside looking in. Right. Because as you as you mentioned, we got this awesome place. I'm doing really well on YouTube, and things are great, you know. But I refuse to acknowledge that because I'm only looking up all the time, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's where I think I think the gratitude piece is, is huge. You know, we've talked about it in the past. And I was like, I need to I need to come in first thing in the morning and sit on the couch and just have a moment of gratitude. Has it happened yet? No, <laughs> it hasn't. I haven't. I haven't actually made those changes. You know, I haven't forced myself to do that. I still come in and and refresh my my dashboard and see if my video from yesterday is 10 out of 10 or one out of 10 and based off of that that's going to set my mood for the entire day you know yeah uh, how's how's so-and-so's video doing oh they crushed me on views oh man okay what are they doing that i'm not doing and then it starts to happen mm-hmm. you know so i gotta i gotta kind of like change the mindset get out of that space a little bit uh you mentioned that you don't do it as much anymore was there something specifically you did to, to yeah. get out of of that kind of space where you were doing it you know that's that's a fair question it's it's been i, I would say in the beginning my biggest um was in college and and when we were taking the same classes we were doing the same thing why why is this coming so much quicker to you than it is to me. Like I remember th- being that is very very humbling. Like we didn't start sort of around the same time. We started at the same time. And then we were taking our first classes. There's no reason to believe one of us was going to be naturally better at it than the other. Um when I'm specifically I'm really quite literally specifically talking about programming development, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't like I was like completely incompetent, but I was far from good. And you were you were instantly close to great like like it's as you just got it some people just they they have it talent is i know <laughs> estepario uh if you're listening to me i know you say talent is a lie because you're the best drummer on the planet uh but uh <laughs> it's not it's not it's not i i how about this i've uh, i've taught enough people you know what i mean i've taught yeah. drumming to enough people to understand that yes there is such a thing as talent now we've talked about that hard work will always uh, outperform talent that doesn't work hard we get that but at the same time, you their talent is a real thing, and and it was it was fun to watch you do it, but it was also it wasn't just humbling on my perspective. From my perspective, it was more like, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what, what's wrong with me? I'm putting in this. I'm not even putting in the same hours he is. I'm putting in more. You know what I mean? I'm, I want to be good at this. I what? 
I turns out I actually didn't really want to be good at it, but I, because <clears throat> I, I just was like, I, I guess I don't really care that much about this, but I would like to be able to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it was very, so it kind of consumed me a little bit, right? So it consumed me to the point to where, and it's, I'm going to tell you this, it still is with, this is the detrimental part of what, it, of, of the, the uh, joy, comparisons to Thief of Joy. Here's the mm -hmm. detrimental part. That was decades ago. And I still feel it today. I still feel it today. I work in a place that's high tech. We know this. And I got this job. And when I interviewed for this job, the first thing I told him is, is I said, I'm not a developer and I'm not technical. And their response was, yeah, but we know who you are because of the things I'm able to do. And that's when I was like, why am I ignoring what my actual strengths are? My strengths are to lead people. My strengths yeah. are presentation. My strengths are planning. These are the things that I just, I don't I have to think about. These are the things that the people who I envy are like, how do you do that? You know what I mean? And I don't know how to answer it, but I ignored it for so long because I was so fixated on the things that I can't do. Yeah. And that's, that is that. And here I am still to this day, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world that to this day uh, I'm in meetings and I know what the people think about me, but then up here I'm like, no, but the smart ones, they know I'm a joke. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's because it, it, you end up wearing it like this awful badge that you can't quite get off. So you have to be deliberate about recognizing what you're good at and, and what you're, what, what where, where you belong or whatever. And just be at peace with the fact that, yeah, the, the world's not a fair place. It's just not. It's, yeah. Is it fair that you're just naturally better at it than I am? No, it's not fair. And that's okay. Yeah. Once you're willing to accept that, that natural talent is a thing, mm -hmm. um, I think that that can actually make it easier to accept things. Like um, like you mentioned, what's his name? Estepario. Estepario. I always mess up his last name. Are you saying it correctly? Estepario. Okay. I know that's it. This is, if you I'm haven't sure, seen I'm it. I'm sure if you've, you've been on YouTube or TikTok, you've seen yeah, this drummer. Yeah, this is the drummer He's with the amazing beard. And I want to say something. We're, we're going to, are you ready? Here we go. You want to talk about Thief is the comparison of joy? <laughs> oh, my bad. Here it is. Estepario. There's no way you're watching, but if you are, uh, you, you, you got me to break the cardinal rule of what it is to be a drummer. I'm, and I'm no schlub drummer, right? Neither are you. We, we have, we have a very extensive history in drum and I've done orchestral. I've done jazz. I've done, had my own rock band for a while. I'm a, I was a marching drummer. We, both of us, we understand it. We get it. Okay. And there's one rule is people always ask me all these years, who's the best drummer. And I said, there's no such thing. That's what I say. There's no such thing because there's so many different genres and so many different strengths. Right. Can't compare. You are the best drummer in the world. And I'm, and I'm saying that was hard for me to say. And I said it to some of my people that, yeah. you know, who are like, uh, like just, they, know what's, up. Yeah, they yeah. know what's up and they didn't argue. They know who, who he is. And they're just like, I, I, the guy makes no sense. So it's also very evident. If you watch all of his videos, very evident that he, his work ethic is second yeah. to yeah. none. Yeah. He, he's at the perfect marriage of talent and work ethic. Like, yes, they're both the highest they yeah. can be. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So the reason I brought him up is because I watch his videos as well. And I, and I sit there in awe and I'm a drummer as well. And so you would think, okay, comparisons, the thief of joy, here yep. we go. I'm going to look at him and be like, why can't I be that good? I don't do that with him. I don't do that with that. So there's obviously something different. There. I can explain what it, that is. Okay. I can explain what that is. You ready? Yeah. Are you jealous of pole vaulters? No, no. Cause you're but, never, but I, but I didn't do pole vaulting. You did. I know you, you know? I know. I understand that. I understand that. What I'm saying is what they do is so ridiculous. It's like, I'm not even going to, it's not even yeah. on the same page. I still get jealous of some of my closest friends who are drummers, you know, I'm not jealous, but it's like, Oh, I can, I can get there. Why? If I work a little bit harder. Yeah. Estepario is on a level 
that is like, this is so, this is, he's on another planet. He's so, he's so good. And I'm talking about, I'm comparing him to my favorites, Dennis Chambers, Dave Weckl, Carter Beauford. These are, these are icons, icons of the drumming world. And I'm like, they're, they're amazing. You ever, you ever really, really sit back and, and listen or watch Dave Weckl? It oh, is, yeah. it is mesmerizing, yeah. mesmerizing. And then as Sapario does his thing, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I see, I see Dave Weckl and there's part of me is like, if I worked hard enough, I could get there. He is one of yeah. the best ever. Estepario does his thing. And I'm like, I don't, I could, I don't, I think I could work nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day for the next 150 years. And I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Doing. Maybe that's the thing is, is you, your brain kind of realizes that just now it's that, disconnected. Like, don't waste your time. Cause that ain't happening. Yeah. And then, so then, okay, let's apply that to like the content creator space. Right. Let's, let's look at the, look at the content creators that I'm comparing myself to. And I'm like, man, they're pulling these, they're, they're doing all this great stuff and they're pulling all these great numbers and stuff. What am I doing that they're not? And, or, or what, are, what are they doing that I'm not? And, and I'm like, and that's when I get depressed. And I'm, so if I sat back and said, well, are they actually in an, another league? You know, like that's where some of the negative thoughts come in, right? Like uh, not accepting the fact that maybe they're just in another league. Like maybe, maybe they're just actually more sm- talented and smarter than I am and things like that. And that's where it's like hard to disassociate what you were just talking about. Like, obviously he's in another league and that's just not going to happen. But I still feel like all these people I'm comparing myself to, it's like, I, I know that they have something I don't have, but I'm not willing to accept it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm still maybe, maybe lying to myself and thinking that I can teach myself to be more charismatic, more funny, uh, to be smart enough to build something like decked out, you know, like yeah, Tango so you go, you know dude, what I mean? great comparison. Yeah. So, so it's like, I, I feel like I could, but that might be a lie. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. I understand. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. When it, it's almost like when what you're observing, uh, it feels in reach, no matter how far that reach is, mm-hmm. then you're susceptible to having any successes you have be robbed by your comparison with what you genuinely feel might be at reach. Right. Estebario, it's not a reach. So I all I get to, I it's love easy. it. I enjoy it. I just, one, yeah. I just get to watch them and enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here, I wanted to listen. I want people just do that. Just do this for me. People do this. Go to YouTube. If you don't know who I'm talking about, go to YouTube specifically. There's one specific thing. It's all amazing. Uh, go watch take on me uh, drum cover and you're going to see him. He's going to, he's going to be hitting both symbols and he's like leaning into the picture. That's the thumbnail. It's called, it's the song take on me and enjoy the whole thing. But really it's that drum break to this day. That drum break is the sickest yeah. thing in the world. I, I'm curious to see how non drummers respond that's to his fair. videos. See, like, there you go. Cause like, like, is, is his videos only cool to drummers or is no, it cool that's, to that's, everyone? I agree, dude. I think not. I think people who don't drum can watch him and they're like, this guy's amazing. And then drummers are like, this guy's a God. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that, there, there's like, you have to understand it and to understand. I, there's a, think of this. There's a lot of people who are not drummers. They're not even listening to his feet. Like they don't right. even hear his feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? What his feet are doing are like ridiculous. They're only yeah. looking at the hands and stuff, which is why one thing I do wish you would do Estepario. I've really convinced myself he's watching us. One thing I do wish you would do <laughs> is I, I know this <laughs> isn't a podcast. This is a, this is just a, a video made for him. <laughs> I went, I do wish he would put more cameras on his feet. Because he, I feel like he's not doing them justice. Mm. They're, he's doing them justice to drummers. He's not going to give that away for free. What, what do you mean? Foot, feet pick? <laughs> like, like, you can make good money on the internet for with feet picks. You think he's going to give that away for free? <laughs> 
yeah, bro, it's that's women's feet, bro. But, but <laughs> I was like, where you go with this? Uh, I only said that because the the drummers don't need that camera. But I feel like the people who are not drummers watching this video, I feel like they were gonna they would benefit greatly from that that camera when the yeah. camera on the feet. You know. Anyways, let's digress here. Oh, <laughs> go watch the video, everybody. Did you just say let's digress because that already happened? Yeah, I, I, that's let's no. Isn't we, di we digress? Oh, we, go, we digress. Let's get let's let's turn the shit. Let's back move around. on back to the future. Let's so this is what I want to <laughs> do. This watch that video and this, somebody go start that. Go watch it and start the thread. I'm here because Impence Giz sent me. Oh, now listen. Oh my god! And before you do that, look for that comment first. And if you see it, don't add it. Just like it. I want to get us to Barrio's attention. I want him to know how amazing he is. No, he actually, I think if they if they like it and reply to that. Oh, fair comment, enough. Yeah, like it. So that reply. it's just like this big. Me too. Me too. Yeah, me yeah, too. yeah. That would be great. That would be great. And now, for the record, I don't know if you've seen his video where he basically talks about his life. He isn't drumming it. Yeah. He just talks about what made him what he is. Uh, this has not been an easy road for that guy. Right. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We've gone full blown obsessed. Oh, I know. Okay. What were you Anyways, about? back to it. I'm not comparing myself to him. I don't. I, I just, am the worst drummer. <laughs> yes, bro. I took a lesson. This you ready? You ready? Going back to when I was going, I went to a music camp when I was um, younger, and this was that one I was actually I was a, a counselor at, but um, there was a college player. Him and we've, I think we've talked about him. Frank Rosali was his name mm -hmm. over at NAU. And this is in my, my personal, like shook your hand and drum with you type thing. This guy's the best drum set player I've ever like shook, shaken the hand up ever. And it, it's a, it's a wide margin. Second place is a wide margin. And he was renowned. He was world renowned. He really was. He was second place nationwide for the collegiate division, which we've discussed in the past is that's, that's your best musicians in the world. So I asked him for a, a drum lesson. We may have even talked about this story on the podcast before I asked him for a drum lesson and he was, he had seen me drum before and he was really, really complimenting of the speed of my hands, but that's a marching thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's like, yeah, man. And so I, he picked me up. I went to his house and we were bass drum to bass drum and it was the best slash worst hour of my life because dude, he was, he was as nice as the day is long. He really was. But I was like, this guy's got to be thinking, why is this scrub asking me for a lesson? He, it was, he never ever gave me reason to think that it was all me. Mm -hmm. There is thief is the comparison of joy. And then there is the most extreme version where uh, a thief is the comparison of joy <laughs> comparisons, the thief of joy. And then there's the extreme version where comparison will shut you down. And in that moment, I remember thinking, I'm going to get through this lesson. And then I quit because this, he was being so helpful and so wonderful. And I, he was too, he was too good. He was too good. And it was, it was just, he was so natural and so unbelievable that I'm like, dude, I've been playing drum such a long time. I've been drumming a long time. I can't even hang with you for a second. Like that was, it was, it was awful. And it shut me down. And that was the dark version of it because I, he was somebody I aspired to be. It took one lesson for me to realize I'll never be there. You know, it was, it was, yeah. it was hard. It was very, very hard. And it, and it didn't detach me because I was still wanted it so bad. He's yeah. right there in front of me. I can touch him. I can shake his hand. He's right here. He's teaching me, he's teaching nobody but me. And I'm still like, ah, I hate everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like triggered an imposter syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. You. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's exactly what I was getting at before when I was like, 
I'm, I'm looking at these other creators around me and going like, like, oh, I, I, maybe I'm not good. Maybe that's why they're doing so much better than me. I'm, maybe I don't belong here. You know, it's tr- that that's what that is. It's just triggering that imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's important to to uh, also spin that around, right? We've been talking about how to get out of it, right? It, I think another thing that can be a positive about comparison, if if we're going to find anything is if you can find the right motivation in it to not get imposter syndrome, not go to the negative side of it, but to be like, I see that they're better than me. I see what they're doing. And now I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Like I'm I, like you to use it as fuel to your fire, use it as motivation. So I had that in um, like MCC, right. Um, seeing all these, these competitors around me, that you know are essentially my peers and just watching them and they're just like so good yeah you know, look at martin right oh, we've dude. seen what martin can do yeah and, and and you know and and he holds his own in mcc and i'm just like i'm like okay if he can do it i can do it but there's something different there like like what what's different oh i think i think he's put in the time i think he's put in the practice okay well if it's not a if it's not a talent issue then it's a skill issue Right. Mm-hmm. So skill issues can be solved yep. with work. And so I was like, oh, screw it. I'm going to put in the work because I came in, I came in 39th place in an MCC a few events ago. And I out was of how many out of 40 people. Yep. <laughs> so second, I want context second to yeah. last. Yeah. Right. In the entire event. And I was absolutely embarrassed. Like, you know me, I can't handle that. I can't handle sucking at stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was absolutely embarrassed and I thought, okay, well, what can I do from here? I, I'm going to use it as motivation. I'm going to get better every single event, you know, and if I have a slippage, you know, whatever it happens, but I'm going to improve at least whether the numbers show it or not. And the only way to do that is I'm going to put in the work. And I started putting in the work like to the point to where one week I put in too much work and MCC came and I was exhausted by the time it started. <laughs> um, and I did. Okay. I still did better. <laughs> I got 32nd place that time, but I was so boring to watch and it had, had zero fun that event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this last one, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put in the work, but I'm going to spread it out. So I'm not exhausted and I'm going to approach it with a different mindset. I'm going to focus less on like how things end up, you know? And, and like, cause that's the thing is like, as it's going on, if I'm worried about how well I am compared to somebody else in the standings, then I start to sweat it and get nervous. And, and like, suddenly the pressure gets to me. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to come in here and have fun. And and, and try to make people laugh and be entertained and, and, and all that stuff. And whatever happens, happens. And I'm getting 23rd place, know, which that's... is something that's <laughs> so, never crossed my mind that I would ever go get that high. I mean, we're talking like these people are really good. Yeah. Like some of these people, this is what they do, right? Is yep. is like PvP, parkour, movement and Minecraft, speed running the game, all that kind of stuff. That's not me. I'm I'm a 40-year-old redstoner. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it's it, it. So it's just throw the age in there. It's like no relevance. By the way, I am the oldest person to ever win MCC. But uh, uh, hey. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I, I kind of like chilled out a little bit and relaxed and and started to realize I'm not going to compare myself to others. I'm going to just compare myself to my my last my past me. You know, like last time I was in MCC, I I missed all these jumps on this course this time I'm going to try to hit the jumps mm-hmm. and I hit the jumps I didn't stress about it and I had fun and I was like oh there it is you know yeah, what I mean? like that there it is that's that's what it is it's yeah. not 
it's not, oh man, I, I'm never going to be as good as Illumina or, or all these guys that get like top 10 every time. You know, I, I realized just let that go because people aren't there to watch me get sweaty. They're there to watch me have fun and they want to have fun. And if I improve, that's also something to kind of hype on. And mm-hmm. that's all they're looking for, yeah. you know? And so just approaching it with a different mindset, like completely made the event so much more fun. And then to see the outcome actually be what it yeah, was, well, like that was just like icing on the cake at that point. Cause I, I had fun no matter what. The message there is sort of a, uh, I mean, you put in the work. It's, it wasn't like yeah. you got, it wasn't like you got 23rd place because you were just there to have fun. You put in the work and then you partnered it with a relaxed uh, energy. And that's like the perfect marriage. Right. You know what I mean? You already cut the synapses all lined up and ready to fire. And then you were able to breathe and execute right. right where there there's such a thing as as over like you like you work so much it actually like you, the first one was not fun for you but we've had um they what do they, they kind of call it the, the the yips i think or whatever if it's called but it's i've had times in the past where i worked so hard at something that when it was showtime i i lost the a fundamental skill yeah i like it was it was gone i put so <laughs> much pressure on myself it was gone so i think there's a there's some value in that like like yeah. put in the work identify what needs to be done, put in the work. And then, you know what? Just relax, just relax, yeah. man. You know, I, me, if I got 39th place, I'd be like, I didn't get last. I was talking to Joel, uh, and he, I don't know if he'll, he'll appreciate me sharing this, but, um, Joel in the event, he had a, a rough thing happen. Like he had a race that wasn't going his way and he was getting tilted by mm, it. Like he was, that'll he was, happen. He was, like he got so tilted, he shut off his webcam. Oh, and, um, and so we talked about it a little bit afterwards because him and I had a different experience that day because um, he didn't do as well as he was hoping for. But he's also very competitive like me. And uh, he says, you know, I'm just a competitive person and, and it comes from my background and playing um, some other some other games back in the day. I forget, like CSGO or something. I don't know, shooter games that he was like competitive in. And he's like, sometimes it comes out in when we do MCC. And then and he's like, and I get upset. I get really upset in the moment. And then I wake up the next day. And I, I realized how stupid that yep. is because yep. at the end of the day, it was just it was just a silly Minecraft event. Yep. You know what I mean? It was just a silly little Minecraft competition that nobody's going to remember or care about years from now. Like, like, what is he getting so worked up about? And I was like, exactly, man. Like, that's what happened to me. I got so worked up about that 39th place and so embarrassed that I like I it did fuel me, which is a good thing. But it was too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was too much to put on myself and and. Uh, and then I was getting in a negative space, like, man, maybe I don't belong here. Maybe I suck at Minecraft, you know? And, and, and he was like, it, it was great. It was a great conversation him and I had because it's just like that realization after the fact. And it's always the case, like in the moment you get caught up and sometimes do things, say things or whatever, and you get heated. Uh, and then you have a second to like relax, sleep on it, breathe. And you're like, oh man, actually I way overreacted. That's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And hopefully that's something you can learn and take into the next one, but it's called the, so there's, um, uh, it's actually in all sports is, is there's, you have to have a short memory, right? We've talked about this before. This is the Ted Lasso be a goldfish. You, you gotta have a short memory. You gotta mm-hmm. learn. It's, it's okay to learn, but, but when it comes down to things, not quite going your way in those moments, you, you gotta have a very short memory. It's the only way that you can function after that. Poker is one of them, man. It really is. There's times where, I, it used to be that when I would go to tournaments or I'd go to, um, uh, cash games or, or whatever. And if I didn't, if I went to a tournament and I, and I didn't win or I didn't get like top three or something, it would eat at me. 
it would eat at me because I, I, I really, really like poker. I put a lot of dedication in studying and, and investigation into that craft. I like it very, very much. I'd go to a tournament and I don't win and I would just be so upset. And then I changed it. I'm like, you know, here's what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to reflect on my gameplay and where I made mistakes. That's what I'm going to fixate on. I'm not, the, the results I'm not going to worry too much about. I'm just going to reflect on my gameplay. So I went in and I started to, and when the, when the night was over, I would, I would retroactively think of all the, all the hands I was in and I would talk about, did I get my max value on that one? Or should I have gotten away from that one? Did I overbet this like thing or whatever, right? There's poker is not what people think. There's the, the psychology of it is runs very, very deep. When you're playing a hand against somebody, you're playing the last hundred hands you've had with that person. You understand when you have position on somebody, you understand these things, right? You understand where, how much of a kamikaze are they in this moment based on their chip stack? Like you get all that, right? You, you have to understand implied odds. There's so much. The night would finish. I would do all this reflection and I'm like, I got sixth place. Then maybe let's say there was like 20 people, right? I, I need to do better than sixth place. I got sixth place, but you know what? I played perfectly. Like I'm like, I can't find one hand mm -hmm. that I could have played better. And I know I could be wrong, but based on my assessment, believe me, I'm very honest with myself on what I could have done better. Based on my assessment, I played perfectly. And sometimes the cards just don't go your way. Like that, that is actually, that's, that's the other problem with poker is that you can quite literally do the perfect, yeah. make the perfect decision at the exactly the wrong time. Yeah. And that sucks. And to see somebody who can constantly, constantly, make the wrong decision at the right time is maddening, yeah. but you got to let go of that stuff. And, and you have to have a short memory. So when you take a bad beat, uh, you're, you're in a hand, you take a bad, more, more really, you take a cooler. Like it was just like, you had no say, you had no say on, on how this was going to go. Like you flop a set and somebody flopped a higher set. That, that is something that next to never happens. Right. And the pros and the people who play a lot, they understand if somebody flopped a set over your set, you got to let it go. You got like, you, you have to not let the cards go. You have to admit the fact that, Hey, if you're, if you're running that bad, that's just the way the cards fall. Sometimes mm -hmm. when that happens and you lose a big pot or whatever, just chalk it up for what it is. That was just a poker hand. I played right short memory. What's next. And that's, and that, that, yeah. that's, that's applicable to all things in life. It's applicable to all sports. It's applicable to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of the reasons like where I work, as a culture, it's hard for the culture to do that to the point to where when someone goes south, they got to know whose fault it was. I mean, nobody cares. Let's fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just move forward. So if you can get yourself into a, an area where you you can deliberately have a short memory on that stuff, then what Joel's talking about will happen a lot sooner for him. He won't have to wake up the next day to have a clear mind and, yeah. and see that and have that epiphany and have that level of clarity to where he was like, I'm not going to freak out about this. Right. When you got 39th place, there's what are we at now? How many people? 7.2 billion people in the world or something. There was one person thinking about you getting 39th place and it was you. Not one other person yeah. was thinking about that. Not one. Yeah. And it was just you. And you were being consumed by the population of planet Zucron population. You like, there's <laughs> like, like literally like you, there, nobody right. gives a crap except yeah. for you. Yeah. That's because that's how I've always kind of ran. Like I, like we talked about how, competitive I am and I'm I'm that I push myself to always be better yeah and so when I fall short of, of what I think my my goal is or what I think I can do uh I, it's punishing it's it's mentally punishing yeah but I mean you're right like I I really hope like in like in Joel's case like going into the next MCC like I hope he doesn't even think about it yeah you know what I mean yep. because I did like I going into the next one 
uh, after I got 39th place, I obsessed about it. And I was like, I must do better to the point that it was like painful. It was like, I was, I was like almost in pain yeah. by the time the event came around, like to the point that, you know me, I read too much Reddit and stuff, but uh, to the point that there was like a Reddit post after the event that was like, what was wrong with impulse today? Mm. And they weren't talking about my skill sure, because I had improved in that one from 39th to 32nd. They weren't talking about my skill. They were talking about like, what is wrong with him? He's, he looks, he looks bad. Like he looks tired. He looks, he was boring to watch. He didn't hardly say a word, all this stuff. And, and I was like, I overdid it. Like I, I, I pushed myself too hard and, and I couldn't even at that point, I was like, I don't even enjoy the fact that I moved up seven spots. Like, yeah, yeah. great. I, I, I did it at what cost, you know, yeah. um, I sacrificed what the real goal was and that was to have fun. Yeah. You know? So yeah, crazy. It, it, it's crazy to, to like have stuff like that happen and then think about it in, in retrospect, but it's, it's good to also think about it in retrospect because that's where you learn, yeah. you know? So, so next time, Next time you do MCC, uh, you're going to get, hold on. Let me think. Let me do the math here. You get, <laughs> uh, uh, what did you just get? 23rd? 23rd. You're going to get 12th place next time. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm just saying. If, it, if, if it, you went nine, you went up nine, the, then the 11. Thing. Here's the thing. Wait, like, no, 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 wait, what did I say? 12th, you're getting 10th. My goal is not to get that good. My goal is not that 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 way. Those those people in the top ten, like they are they are are like Stepario. What's his name? Estepario. Estepario. They're like they're on a different level. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I am feeling accomplished now. Like I good, that's I good. feel like I feel like I got to where and I want to get better. I always want to get better, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Like the entire the entire uh, competition, everyone in the in, in the competition, every time they play, are going to get better. Right. And so I might land around there and, I, and I'm kind of like, you know what? I I came in not knowing how to do any of this stuff and I practiced and I got pretty good and nobody nobody's going to say he sucks. Yeah. You know, and that was that was my goal, you yeah. know, was just to like show if you work for something, you can achieve greatness. And, you know, greatness to me wasn't top 10. It was somewhere in there. Like, I'm very happy to be in the middle of that pack. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And now I can just play for fun. Good. You know what I mean, that's really good. So yeah, I feel like I finally got in a pretty good space with it and we'll see, like I might dip down to 39th again. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Exactly. But I did care then. And I've learned to to just accept it for what it is. And I proved something to myself and, and hopefully people got inspired by, by that, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm good. That's, that's not a spot where, where today I'm, doing a, a comparison thief of joy type of thing. I'm, I'm done with that. Like I got past that and I learned from it. You know, what's funny is you're saying these things and they are actually in my own mind right now, they're opening up a different level of uh, comparison being the thief of joy is I'm actually, you can almost evolve this into comparison is the thief of opportunity. And what I mean by that is that I am willing to bet that the answer would be yes. If I asked you, do you think you know of any really accomplished Minecraft players who would say no if asked to do MCC because they don't even want like they like uh, they don't want to be exposed? I don't want to say exposed, but they know they're they're like no, I don't I I don't want to I don't want the world to see how much I would be terrible at that, even though it could be a lot of fun. It's it's tough. I mean, um, Etho played in this <clears throat> last one, and Etho is 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 a god. Yes. in Minecraft, yes, right? He is. He's he's 
he's the one we've all grown up with. We all looked up to. Yeah. Um, and and so everybody knows like Atho is amazing at everything he does. And so coming into his first MCC, like people were throwing down like such high expectations. And I was like, that's not fair. That's not fair. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely yeah. not fair to this him. Is, this is not Minecraft. Right. You know what I mean? This yeah. is not, yeah. Like Etho said it himself, I've never done this style of Minecraft before. It's yeah. completely different. And and it takes it takes practice to, to get good at it. And um, to his credit, and Etho's uh, so humble, like he's, he's, I look up to him so much, but he's so humble that like he didn't sweat any of that. Like he, he didn't care. Like you could tell he didn't care that people were like, Etho's going to get top 10 because he's the best or, or, you know, Etho's going to be last because he's new. He's like, I'm just going to show up and have fun and whatever happens, happens. Like he, he really didn't care. And he showed up and he had a good time. And, and actually he did pretty really well for his first time. Yeah. He got like 32nd place, I think, which is, which is outstanding, but that's just because the dude that, is really, really good yeah. at everything he does. Um, wow. So, so yeah, it, it, it worked out, but there, I'm sure there still were those people that were like, I can't believe Etho didn't get top 10. Like he's, uh, that's, you know, yeah, you know, they that just go. don't understand. Yeah. But I tried to like, as people talked about it, I was like, I was like, guys, you got to understand this is a different beast. And like your first time is very overwhelming, yeah. you know, like ACE race, uh, ACE race broke my heart. Cause uh, you know, I, I'd finally done really well at ACE race and, and I was all excited. And then I turn around, I'm like, okay, who hasn't finished? And I look and Etho's the last one. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, you know, it feels bad, but like, I get it because it is, it's so different, it's, yeah. you know? And, but at the same time, everybody's just cheering him on and stuff and, and had a, had a good time. There's a lot to be admired by the fact that he even gave it a go for right. somebody that doesn't. Exactly. You know. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, you know, if you're Etho, by now, you know, people are going to put you on a pedestal. Yep. Right. He knows that. And somehow he stays humble. Um, and he faced, he faced it head on. Like. He's like, I, it's not going to bother me. I'm not going to listen to the noise. I bet you he didn't even like go to the Reddit to read the post to begin with. Mm. Uh, and even if he did, it wasn't going to bother him. But it, he 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 jumped in and, and took it for what it was. And there's something to be admired and learned from that. Yeah. You know, that that you can put pressure on yourself to your own detriment. Yes. Yes. And 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 I and I and I think I I am willing to bet there's there's um pretty big Minecrafters out there who have said no or would say no because they're like, no, I don't, I don't want to go into this. What I, me personally, I look at as a very fun environment and a really awesome opportunity. They probably, there's probably been Minecrafters out there who have said no because they're like, I don't want to be, the, I don't want the world to see that I can't hang with these people. This well, is a very a few different people Minecraft. over the past couple of events that quit specifically because they were putting pressure on themselves to be at a certain level like I was. Uh, and they weren't getting there. They were they were kind of dropping dropping off, right? Mm. Uh, and so they would end the events feeling bad about themselves. Yeah, yeah. And they and they're like, well, this event's no longer fun uh, because of that. And they knew what was happening. They they knew it was their own pressure they're putting on themselves. And they're just like, I can't. I'm just I'm I'm done. It's just getting too competitive and and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, there there's been a few. There's been a few. I don't know about people that that didn't. To begin with, uh, but it know, makes me wonder. But, but and, probably, yeah, yeah, and and just in general, I bet you there's been op like times, just in general, where people were comparing themselves, their worth, their skill set, whatever they have to offer the world, not Minecraft, whatever it is, and they're they're offered some sort of opportunity, and they 
turn it, they turn, you know, they turn it down because they've, they've just been comparing themselves so much that they think that they're not going to be up to snuff. And yeah. it's all of this comes back to imposters. Like it's all yeah. intertwined. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That imposter syndrome definitely kicks in when you start to do the comparison. That's, that's how it, how it comes about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think, um, I think bottom line is there's a couple things. One, when you start to get into that downward spiral, that dark cloud, that you're feeling the imposter syndrome and uh, maybe feeling some some envy or jealousy for somebody, something that somebody else has that you don't, that either one, hopefully you have a friend like I have you who kind of like said, dude, what are you doing? Right. Or you could take some of the other advice we had today and just take a minute to, to understand, you know, that you're in that space and like step back and then take a moment of, of gratitude. Yes. Find something, find something in your life that you can be grateful for that. You're not going to then compare that to somebody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think it's super important because that mindset getting out of control has actually like stopped me from like making videos, you know? Yeah. Because like that day I I'm just like, I'm not going to make this video because it's going to suck. And I know it's going to suck and nobody's going to watch it. You know, <laughs> you, you start to get, yeah. you, you go down that path. I know as funny as it sounds, but it's like, just the way you yeah, did it. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. But that's what your head's doing to you because you, you've now gone down that path of yeah. imposter syndrome and feeling sorry for yourself and you get in a negative headspace. And then I'm like, I'm not going to be able to hit record and not be in that headspace and yeah. that's going to come through in the video. So I'm just not going to hit record today, yep. you know? And so the fact that that has now stopped me from doing my job, it's very important to figure it out. Yeah. You know, very important to figure it yeah. out. Yep. So anyway, I, I think there's some, some good oh, tips. Good. In there. It is. I, I, I honestly, it's the gratitude one is the one I sort of want to say you had a got you had some really good advice. You really, really did. You came back with some gems and I think, I think the gratitude one, I think recognizing when it shifts into envy, you're basically saying, be very keen on that. Like, right. the, like, like rec feel it like a palpable change. As soon as it goes from um, observing and learning into envy, it's like, Oh, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Yeah. Don't that's never good. Right. Envy's never good. So just pump the brakes for a second and just, and take a moment. And I'll be honest with you. There are times I'm, 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 you say a lot of nice things about me, dude, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm with my flaws. Believe me in this realm. And there's plenty of times that I lose sight all the time. And when those moments happen, this is no joke. I start to think about the things I'm grateful for. And I have, we don't have enough time for me to talk to you about the things that I'm grateful for and That's the good. things I have great for, fortune for. But the, what I hear in me and just me personally is when I'm feeling uh, comparison, robbing me of my joy in those moments, I, I hear God whispering in my ear, you're a moron. And then I stopped for a second and I'm like, yeah, he's right, man. And I realized I got the most amazing kids. I got the most amazing wife. I have an amazing job. I have amazing friends. I have an amazing opportunity. What am I complaining about? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it just, you, you have to, it's, then, but it, it gets yeah, away from you. Kind of like come back to earth in a way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so do it. Uh, recognize it. That, that's my number one is recognize it when it turns. That's, that was your advice. And I dig it into the fact where I'm going to take that with me because recognize the moment you're observing something that it turns into envy that moment yeah. and pump the brakes, yep. pump the brakes, recalibrate and and remind yourself what you're grateful for. And it'll clear your mind. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I'm, I'm looking to, you know, try to practice that and, and not just fall back into the same space to where, where I go down that spiral, but it's very good. 
It's a very good, it's a very good tactic. I, I dig it. Yeah. So yeah. All you, right. We'll, we'll see. Well, we'll let some time go on and, and you can ask me in a few months if, if I, if I've made changes. Yes. And as to Pario, let's get you on the podcast, buddy. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Another fun one. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it and thanks for everything. You guys are the best. Yeah. Thank you guys. Take care.